Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Redside Le Trent, which we come after Nottingham Forest 2-0 defeat at home to Manchester United, which leaves the club 18th in the Premier League with just seven games to go, albeit they're only at the relegation on goal difference as it stands. I'm joined by Adam Wicklow today. Unfortunately, I'm not with Lee Clark. So, yeah, it's the two of us. How about that? I know. (laughs) This is going to be fun, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, we do have... um, we will have some of our usual bits and pieces for you as well, including sets on it for thoughts and obviously our predictions to come for another very easy fixture in the shape of Liverpool away. <laughs> um, but yeah, Adam, I guess we'll probably start with, I mean, the team selection is obviously the first thing we'll talk about the United game. Um, what did you think of it when you saw the news? I mean, I know Nick Carter's inclusion was a big surprise to me, but how did you see it from what you got? Joe, you know, like in hindsight, you kind of think it wasn't really the best thing. I know we had this discussion about midfield, especially going in with a two or a three. And I do agree with you somewhat. I just think like three at the back against one striker is a bit like overkill. Like, especially surely... one that doesn't run. Like Marshall's very lazy. We know he's very lazy. Like but he, just seems... but he's just, he is quite sharp, obviously, which is fair enough. But yeah, when you've got three against one, what's the point? So, although like I was quite happy to see Scott McKenna come back in, I thought he was yeah. largely quite decent, to be honest. And I thought Niakati was okay. Felipe obviously being a standout yet again. I mean, there's no more praise we can give that bloke. But I thought the midfield of Froiler and Danilo was a bit suspect, really. I mean, we all know Froiler has really struggled and he, and um, we was a big admirers at him at the very start of the season, weren't we, Christian? But... Is hmm. you can't play in a two in this in this league. I mean, you know, I think Danilo can, but needs someone next to him that is equally as energetic and disciplined as well, because he can kind of he's a bit overexerted urgent or whatever you want to call it. Uh, sometimes exuberant, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the word. I can't get my words out. So that that's kind of the thing. And then obviously Morgan Gibbs White is kind of meant to be tasked with the 
doing of trying to sit on Casemiro, but that's easier said than done. And and we didn't really get him into the game. Didn't get Johnson into the game. I was happy to see a one. You try and wrestle Maguire, and he got got an early yellow card. But we just never played on that, did we at all? We didn't, no. didn't turn turn Man United around at all. But yeah, so overall. I was quite disappointed with the formation, and it should have changed much earlier than 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 it even did. And it did, well, it didn't it even change it. We never went to a three midfield. No, I mean, I think that's the that's the thing that's very concerning. I mean, we could see within ninety seconds when United just carved us straight open from kickoff, pretty much, yeah. and Navas is already forced into making a save that you know we were far too open. Now that's a sign of things to come. But it, I mean, the midfield, I mean, it's just painful, isn't it? I mean, I look at like so. Er- I'll use Ericsson and Casemiro. So Ericsson, for example. So between Danilo and Freuler, they touched the ball 77 times yesterday before Freuler was subbed. Obviously, Ericsson, you know, he played a bit, a bit longer, but he made eight, he touched more 81 times on his own. Like, we just... <laughs> <laughs> no, you just see... It, just, just, it was just pain. I mean, you know, I, I understand where you're coming from the sense that, you know, you want Forrest to be on the front foot and, like, attack teams. And I've said to you before, like, you know, there are ways of losing games. Like if you think when we lost to Liverpool in the cup last year, you know, that I think we you know it was a sort of four that was four at the back that day as well, because remember um mm. it was Figueredo and Worrell. But um you know, we lost we, we clapped them off at the end because they put up a fight. They were very unlucky to lose that day. Even when we lost the Spurs to season two 0 at home, the the home game, not the away one, the away one was embarrassment. But the home game again, you know, we were two mistakes, two bits of hurricane quality, but Forest actually gave it a good fight. Spurs just defended very well in the day. We were unlucky. Again, you you, you sort of from those defeats, you sort of go, you know what? It's a bit, that's unfortunate. Even Wolves away, Wolves away was a terrible performance, but we were a penalty kick away from getting a, a point. So you know, you take the small things like that. Yesterday, though, I just think there was nothing to gain positive from it. There really wasn't. Like there was no, there was no fight. It was just, it was just, we just rolled over for United and showed them far too much respect. And again, like you know, obviously we don't like. We don't, oh, I mean, I don't know why Cooper didn't change it. I mean, the, ch- the time we did it was when he made the first round of subs, really, at 1-0 down. Mm. And he just didn't. And I just find that really, really baffling. But, um, okay, obviously, we'll move on to... Uh, you know, I, mean, <laughs> I said there's a plethora of incidents, really, before anything really happened. But, I mean, I guess the, it's weirdly, despite the fact that we'd had like no midfield... Um, we actually did create a few chances. Obviously, Awani had a shot blocked on the six-yard box, which was very unfortunate. Um, I think Scott McKenna hit, hit hit the post. I think he did. I'm pretty sure it was McKenna. Mm. And then, um, but and then obviously the big call is the the penalty claim. And um, I just wanted to know what your view on that was. Well, I, I managed to handball against Harry Maguire. I managed to watch Arsenal v West Ham prior to kick off mm. in 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 Red Dog Saloon in town. What a great place! Shout out to them. Um, and and Antonio had a handball where it's hit him, hit him on the arm, which is like at, at his body, and then deflected and hit his arm, which is out. And if that is a penalty, which is an unlucky one in in some respects, then how is the one that we didn't get awarded not a penalty? Niakate did the same thing against Newcastle, and it was straight away given. It wasn't even given by VAR; it was given by the referee straight away. I've seen Dermot Gallagher this morning, a clip of him saying, oh, oh I, I can see why it weren't given because it was congested. What a load of bollocks. And I mean, does it change the result? I'm not sure because one, we have to score the penalty. We've been absolutely yeah. terrible at penalties other than the penalty shootout. We somehow clawed our way through against Wolves, but we've been largely terrible at them. And then 
Hooper saying in the press conference it would be a red, it would have been a second yellow and a red card. I don't I don't think it would have been. But the mm. the issue is is we didn't even test Maguire regardless, and then it doesn't help that we're not getting refereeing decisions go towards towards us, and everyone will say it's a big six bias. I just think it's complete inepotism. Is that even a word? I don't know. It's just bloody ineptness. It's just shit, basically. That's what I'm getting at. And I'm sick of yeah, talking. I'm sick it. of talking about referees every week. We've done this last last four or five weeks. We've spoke about a refereeing decision or a refereeing performance. And I to be think fair, ever since it, Tom Head said that, like, there's an uncomfortable truth that VAR is largely leaning towards Forest. It's all gone the other way. <laughs> like, like the, I, I'm sick of talking about it because it doesn't paper over the cracks of how shit we've been. But. Mm. You need that. You need something to go for you. And I thought largely the referee. I don't even know who it was. I, I couldn't care less. But I think it was they didn't. Hope, they wrong, didn't, didn't want to give us anything all day anyway. So many fifty fifties and so many little things didn't go towards us. But that is such a blatant poor decision. The VAR got bought in for the whole sole reason of avoiding this sort of thing and helping the teams even at the bottom get their decisions to go towards them. And that is just. That's unforgivable, and it and it doesn't matter at the end of the day because it doesn't it doesn't it can't be resolved. It can't we can't go back to it. And go well, actually, we're going to replay the game because Man because Forest should have had a penalty. It no, like it's that. where it's where I agree with Cooper. I mean, I didn't agree with Cooper that I thought this second yellow. I didn't think that was the second yellow person. I don't. I think the referee said to him, "Look, you're you're on your final warning now." Like, I don't think there's enough there for him to go. Like even if it's a, even if it's a first a, a first foul attempt, I don't think there's enough to book him for that. No, but. It's clearly handball. Like there's no doubt about it. It's very clearly handball. And you're right. Like the Newcastle one against Newcastle, the Antonio won literally two hours before our game. Like they were both penalties, so why wasn't ours? Like I've said before, it's like a different rule book for Man United. It really is. Like, and you know, clowns like Dermot Gallagher are like, afraid to like you know undermine his his mates who've made the decision. Like it's just fucking lip service for shit officiating. That's all it mm. is. It's just like, and you're right. Like, you know, I saw all the Huddersfield fans pipe up. Like, oh, as, as they words. As you imagine, like I'm you know, <laughs> moaning about VAR, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's like, you know, I just find it's just, it's just so frustrating because again, the whole reason all VAR has done since it's come in is highlight how bad the officials are. Because when we first clamoured for it, they needed help anyway, and now we found out the ones that even though they're using it with cameras, still don't know how to operate it, and then yeah. how to imp- implement the laws, which is obviously a wider spread issue. It's a shame Lee's not here to sort of comment on that really because obviously he would. Fall into that sort of like if, if, a more measured response. If it's Simon Hooper on the field, he actually deals with it quite well because I think Froiler and a couple of Forest players go up to him and he and he's literally like, "I'm uh, they're in my ear now." I'm asking, yeah. I'm asking for clarification. So he needs mm. the help. He's asking for help, and he gets yeah. completely ignored. And I'm not saying I we know. would have gone on to win the game, but we have a bloody good chance of scoring a penalty and having something to hold on to. And yeah. But 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 to be honest, Man United could have won five or six really if it hadn't been for like Navas and probably yeah. Philippe. I think all Navas is yeah. I mean, I found it very bizarre that I I, I can kind of see why Sky gave for Fernandez man of the match, but because obviously again like, he, he ran it, didn't he? He ran the yeah. Show. If you give him that much space, that's what he's going to do. But equally, without Navas, that could have been eight again. It, very easily could have been eight again, but for Navas, mm. which you know. But I mean, um, yeah. I mean, you made a good point. I mean, obviously we won't know. And I agree with Cooper in that, you know, an apology isn't really, it's pointless. Like, it doesn't give us, like, I saw someone say, or oh, how many phone calls you have to get before you get a point chalked back up with all the mistakes that have been made. And that's going to be a, but <laughs> you can't see football going down that route. But anyway, not long after the claim, of course, um, 
Danilo gets sort of caught daydreaming outside his box and Martial runs through. Uh, and um, yeah, Adam, I'll let you describe what comes next. So as far as I'm aware, I tried, I've rewatched the highlights because I couldn't quite remember exactly what happens. They're not show, they've not shown it, so it might even show it on match of the day or whatever. I've not I've not seen, but as far as I'm aware, Nico Williams cuts out the ball when it like kind of goes loose between Danilo and and Felipe, I believe it is, and neither of them take control of the situation, which is so bad because they haven't got the excuse of of the language barrier. They both speak Brazilian or Portuguese, however you want to call it. So there's no excuse there. And then because of that, yeah, Martial nicks in and, and Felipe's well out of position because he's trying to take control of the ball as well or whatever. It's an easy pass for Fernandez and we get punished. It's Navas can't really do anything else with it apart yeah, from put it there. And and, and 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 yeah. yeah, and Lodi's Lodi's unfortunate not to get it away and Anthony's done well to follow in. And I said this to my mate in the championship that either the pass from Fernandez doesn't get to Martial or when Martial hits the ball and our keeper saves it, the, the, the winger's not following in. We get pun- we've been punished so many times this season for sloppy, easy mistakes, and they, that's what they are at the end of the day. They're sloppy, easy mistakes. Mm. They're not like they're not like passing the ball back to the goalkeeper and and player nicking it. But that's happened once this season to us. But we've done that to someone else. That happens every blue moon. But we are making easy, simple mistakes where it's just. Players needing to take control, take the game by the scruff of the neck, and go. This is my ball. I'm having it, and be confident on it. We we've done that so many times this season, and been rightfully punished for it. We just don't we don't punish other team mistakes. So that's the problem. No, it's it's true. I mean, like the, I think that is, it is ruthlessness, isn't it? Like, I remember um like once do you remember Brian McDermott, the old Reading manager. Yeah, yeah. Like he came down in like a lecture at my uni once, and um. Like he was saying again, like the the, the cutthroat nature of the Prem compared to the Championship. He was saying like I think they were playing Fulham, I think it was, and they cleared a corner out first man's like you know the edge of the box, and it's fallen at Berbatov who just lashed it top corner first time pretty much, and he was like that just doesn't happen in the Championship. Like it just it just wouldn't like there isn't a player good enough that could do that without thinking. But mm-hmm. in the Prem, it's a different ball game. Like, every small mistake is just ruthlessly exploited. And you're right, maybe we are a bit of a soft touch because we don't seem to exploit these mistakes. Like you said, Harry Maguire in a yellow card after three minutes. When do we get at him for the rest of the game? Yeah, he was uh, Even after that yellow card, I think he put two or three passes straight out of touch, Maguire. He did not look happy or comfortable at all. No. And we didn't make the most of that at all whatsoever. I mean, oh, it's just frustrating. But I mean, we could have still gone into halftime level. I mean, for what it's worth. Uh, Gibbs White, a rare chance. He actually got the ball in an area where he could do something. Uh, obviously, he runs the ball forward, tries to find Johnson. The covering tackle comes out to Taiwo and then sort of shanks it over. I mean, is that down to like ring rust? Do you reckon that miss? Or do you think he should have done a lot better of it? Maybe a bit of both. I thought Johnson should have made the run way earlier. He's like kind of at half pace. And I'm like, get on your bike, son. He, he need... I, don't, I don't want to come and criticise Brennan Johnson though he potentially deserves it. I've seen your stat earlier about him touching the ball 17 times. He gave the ball away 11 of those touches yeah, or something like that. That's really bad. Yeah, of course it is. It's bad and it, it needs criticising. But at the same time, he doesn't quite help himself because we've rightly praised him, rightly criticised him all of this season. He is still learning. He's still a kid. But sometimes I'm kind of like, what are you? Are you a winger? You're a striker? You need, he's neither, really. And he's he, a wide he, forward, isn't he, I think. He, yeah. should make, he should make the run earlier and then... When Awundi kind of nicks the ball off Dallow's 
bad touch. I think sometimes if he had like that bit of composure and almost took almost a second to realise, he could have actually like nicked it and you give Dalo a decision to take him down or he's through on goal because he can't touch him. And then he's got time mm. to almost compose and pick his spot really. But I think that's the cleanest track I've, I've seen him hit the ball. But yeah, it was. I think he should have done better. But personally, I think he should have done better. Yeah. No, I, 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 when I saw it, I thought we probably aren't going to get a chance to us out again this off, like, or this game even. And yeah, sadly that would prove to be the case. But anyway, on to the second half. I mean, <laughs> we somehow got worse. <laughs> yeah, it did. We, it did, didn't we, it? We somehow got worse. There was like a five, ten minute spell where United, it was like, do you remember, there's this game on PS2 once upon a time called like Premier Manager. And oh, yeah. um, brilliant game. There was a cheat, yeah. There's a cheat for it where you could just win regardless. Like it, was, it would fix the game so you'd win. Um, but it would cap it at ten nil. And if you just if you, if you still had it ten nil, then you just if you corner, 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 corner to you, nothing would help come of it. <laughs> that was pretty much what United did for about ten minutes. Like we just couldn't get out. Like if I, it was like whether it was Bruno, whether it was Ericsson, they did the same routine out three times. Oh, it was shocking, we, wasn't it? We, it was just awful. It's complete. Like, I. I that's just how do you account for that? Like, what what do you? I mean, that's just like players just not knowing what to do. Like, and then again, this is where it does fall on Cooper as much as the Messi's had. You can't have a disorganized defense like that. The the bloke that sat next to me. I mean, I think the first time happened. Anthony stood on the edge of the box and he puts one wide. And I said, I went, look at Anthony, look at Anthony. Oh, they played the ball to Anthony and he almost scored. And then it happened, like you say, two or three more times. And then I remember where. I think Cooper or Tate shouting to Johnson to mark the short corner and he's pointing and going, who, me? And I'm going, oh my, like, oh, come on, guys, you're professional footballers. If you've not, not next to a white shirt, pick someone up. It's so easy. And we make it look so, so difficult, Christian. And I mean, in all honesty, it was almost like a pleasure to watch like Fernandez and Ericsson kind of just piss about in midfield and do what they liked and then Dallow and Juan Bissaka of all people come and be extra central midfielders I mean that seems to be a new trend doesn't it but I could never imagine our team ever coming to terms with that because we can't mark players and and do simple passing and and get anything going there was one moment in the game where Danilo and Morgan Gibbs-White in the second half played like two or three quick one-twos and we was away, and then we made a bad decision. But it looked yeah. it looked quite nice for that brief moment in time. But one moment out of ninety minutes is not enough, and that does fall down to Cooper, the players, um, and and the staff really. Because how long can you keep doing the same shit every week? It does seem. I mean, this is the first time I've been quite concerned about his not necessarily ability, but I mean, I do wonder whether. He's like, you know, I mean, we've done what three different formations in the last three games. We just again, again, we're back at the point where you know, I understood this at the start of the season, I don't understand it on, on game week 31. No, like, you know, he should have an idea now what his side is and what he wants. And if that means upsetting potential new January signings, I don't care. You stick to what you've got. That's on, that's some recruitment. We'll sort that out in the summer. Like, obviously, we, we've said this whole several times before since Shelby's come in. The midfield's been tinkered with, but it's just got worse. And like it just it just seems again, like I mean, what frustrated me um yesterday is that when we had United in the League Cup at home, okay, yeah, we lost 3-0, but the goals we conceded, so you know, you look at the the first goal, was it was Rashford. Rashford, Rashford ran ran through yeah. us. 
ramragging and scores. Okay, so again, it's it's, it's poor defending. You know, there's a chance where Warhol can stop it. He doesn't. Broyles caught out of position, just running after him anyway. And Oreo's nowhere to be seen. Um, so that's poor defending. Then the second one again, it's just four half time, but we've had a bit of a rally. You know, Weggor scores, and the third one's just a terrible mistake. So you look at those and think, okay, fair enough. But in that game, like we're free in midfields. We gave Gibbs White the ball. Gibbs White destroyed Casemiro that night. He was absolutely sensational. And he couldn't do that yesterday because he had no service. Mm. And if he, it just seems like if Gibbs White gets no service, Johnson gets no service. Because that was the same at Villa. Like, no, again, I think Villa, Johnson touched the ball like 20 odd times against Villa. If, I think it's it less. <laughs> yeah. And Gibbs, White, and Gibbs White, again, you know, he's, is he a striker? Is he dropping deep? Like, what he doesn't really know what he's meant to be doing. So. It just seems like desperation now from Coop. And you, you go back to that comment about, um, you know, asking for the second yellow for Maguire. That's a crack of pressure for me. I, I, I honestly think the pressure is getting to him now at this point. And that's very worrying because mm. we've got seven games left to try and preserve our Premier League status. And it, it's not looking good. No, so, uh, the The, the I mean, one thing, we'll... the, the, the thing that annoyed me was every time like Casemiro, Fernandez, Ericsson, it, it, well, it didn't even matter who got the ball. And, you know, they had an option. They could play the yeah. ball around the corner. They could do this whole let's we'll just hook it into like almost into fullback areas and, and turners. And I mean, Shelby is really guilty of doing that a lot, but we could have done that yesterday quite a lot. We did do that early on. We was playing the ball down the channel for a one need to, to yeah, go after Maguire. Yeah. And it put him under pressure and he was putting the ball out of play and was getting like throw-ins into the box and corners out of it. And then we just suddenly went away from that. And I was thinking, why? Why are we we we've Clearly found their weakness, go after it hard. And then also because of the formation, I mean, Nico, I thought I didn't think he was that bad. I mean, you might have a different opinion. I didn't think he against Jaden Sancho, I thought was was pretty good. And then Anthony on the other side. I thought Lodi and, and, and Williams, really, last season you saw Spence and Colback or Lowe get so high up the pitch and put so much pressure and pin fullbacks back. And we just didn't do that yesterday, and we and we couldn't. But I, and I don't know why, because the formation hasn't changed. You have to put the onus on the other team to have an answer for you, and and we just we didn't have anything for them. They were so good, like and but like like you say, Christian, where's the effort? Where's the yeah. fight? Only Felipe was the one that was showing it. There was a point I think someone mentioned. I think maybe Callum Castell put on Twitter where. He played a ball and he ended up chasing after it himself because no one else was. And then, and then there was a bit in where he, he charged through the centre of the pitch. Well, like four players, didn't he? Yeah. he rolled the ball through someone's legs. It was absolute sauce, but it doesn't really it doesn't win you any points. But I was just thinking, this guy's too good for us. What is he doing at Forest? It's a joke. Like I, I feel so sorry for him. I feel so sorry for him. It's embarrassing. Right. No, it's it's. I mean, you're right about the wing backs. I mean, I saw someone say the reason why we were so good last season is because we had one of the best wing back in the league. So we're going to force to push Spence up like we did. But you know, Renaldi is a Brazilian international. He's starting like so. Someone who's won man of the match awards in the Champions League. He's someone who plays for his, like one of the best countries in the world. There's someone who's played at the top level. Like surely, and he was to be fair, Lodi was trying to get forward whenever he could. Mm. And I just, I just, just absolute mess. It's an absolute like no one <laughs> disjointed. And you're right. I actually felt sorry for Williams, to be honest, because like going forward, he wasn't too bad. Like he was, he was actually all right. I thought, yeah, that cross that he put across the box, I like, got, got no one gambled on again. Mm. Like you know, that's just poor. That's just poor coaching. You, you, if you're a striker, or you're in a forward position, you gamble on back post. Simple. It's like. You might make that run 50 times. Only 49 of them will probably go away. But the one time you make it, think Chris Wood against Man City. 
Like, yeah. He made that run, like you know, because he was in a position to put that home. We had no one there for that. And defensively, I thought Williams was like very suspects, but um, no, I, I just thought Sancho gave him a bit of a torrid time, really. But he, he was without actually a, having a, a lot of end products, he's such but, a baller. But I mean, it's just it's just frustrating. It's really like I, I, it just seems like we've run out of ideas and we've done it at the worst time possible. And I don't know what's made this happen. I don't know what's why people aren't holding their nerve. I'm not. It just it's just bad. But um, obviously we'll we'll go back to the uh, well, the score at least. Um, the second <laughs> goal was um, well embarrassing. Too really. easy. I mean, wasn't the it? way the way Ansu just sort of comes across forty yards and no one really gets near him and just goes there you go. And yeah. then Dallow, Dallow's first Premier League goal as well. I mean, um, obviously you said it was too easy. I'll let you take it away. So I mean, Anthony was doing that pretty much all game, weren't he? Why didn't you just? It's all left just, foot. Life's like, life's like Harrison at Leeds. He's all left foot. He's just nail him. Right. Just like, someone put him in the stand for goodness sake, man. Like literally, I don't know about you, Christian, but have you seen a full-blooded tackle this season from anyone in our in a red shirt? Because I really haven't, apart from maybe Felipe. It's while, been though. it. We're such a soft touch. It's 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 sad, really. Like, I mean, I don't want people to go out and hurt other footballers. That's not what I'm asking for. Just be committed and and fully into it. I mean, we're missing Ryan Yates so much in central midfield. Yep. It's it's a joke, and I never thought. And I've I mean, I've said it before. But I never thought I'd say it. Like we we miss him so much, and like you say the the three the three in midfield is what we've got to go for but i don't know if cooper has a clue anymore and that is quite it's it's really sad to, yeah. it's really sad to say and i'm not anti cooper but now i'm kind of i'm i'm probably in the camp that marinakis might be in of going well what if what if we just change it because weirdly enough we've still got a chance of staying up we're still level on it, points right. with everton and Leicester and Southampton are still losing, but I think what annoys me and annoys a lot of Forest fans who aren't afraid to say, and I'm pretty sure you're in the same category, is mm. we look at teams who have come up with us, Fulham, although, yes, they've got a lot of experience, and Marco Silva's an experienced manager, and Bournemouth have got an experienced team have come up with us, but they have got a manager, Gary O'Neill, who's never managed at this level before, never managed in his life. And look at what he's getting out of his Bournemouth team. They're, they're yeah. so on the front foot. And everyone else plays actual football. We must have the lowest percentage of, of possession in the league. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I mean, the thing that gets me with Bournemouth is that, and I know obviously people may disagree with this, and I know, I know you all have. I look at that Bournemouth team, I don't think it's anything special. I don't think it's anything particularly good. I look at that team. If you, like, you look at their better players, like maybe Altera or Altara, how you pronounce it. Yeah. I think, would I have him over Johnson? No. Like, would I have Tavernier over Gibbs White? No. Like, but they're, you know, but, you, you they're obviously, through, but they're you obviously a team like that. And then, but the issue is, like, the thing is, I mean, they obviously, you're right. They are a team. That's the thing. They're a team, mm. but they're showing much more fight than we are. That's what I can't, comprehend that's what I can't that's what that's what gets me because like you know we've heard it before like talent without effort is nothing ultimately and mm. you know like you've got Bournemouth like, even West Ham like West Ham before like they've gone 2-0 down at home to Arsenal they looked dead and buried before that game they scored the same amount of goals as we had and bear in mind four of those goals came against us as well <laughs> going into the match like so they're not exactly prolific at scoring goals they found a way to pick themselves up and get two goals against probably the best team in the league at the minute well the yeah. one according to the league table anyway you just don't see that from Forest no. you just don't see that fight or that belief and like you know again Bournemouth a prime example they can see an 89th minute goal and you know at that point I reckon we'd all be like alright take the point go home and try not to succeed another one but they've got to be up for ending and score the goal 
Yeah. So we just don't have that. I suppose people we don't have that belief, and you know, it was it's just pathetic. Like it, it's just really, I'm just like we've gone back to the forest before Cooper, if you like, the one that just bottled things, the one that yeah. never had the nerve, the one that would like the one that would constantly fluff their lines, the one that would lose four one to Stoke. You only need to lose two nil and still get on into the top six. So the team that like you know, it's just. Uh, but do, do the, like, the team that soon love against Sheffield United in the playoff and still find a way to lose. A team that soon love against Yeovil and still find a way to lose. A team that finished nine points ahead of Blackpool and still find a way to lose. Mm. Like, a team that go away at Swansea and hit the bar four times and still find a way to lose. But <laughs> we've got we've gone back to that that sort of it's basket case embarrassment of one that just doesn't have any nerve or mentality that needs to and that's required. And that is very very worrying. Do, I mean, you, oh. do you know going back to your comment about Bournemouth? It's like though, if you're saying pound for pound, you think we've got a better side, then that you you you're more or less hitting that you're more or less saying then it's the manager because I think another manager who is a little bit braver looks at our team and goes, I'll have a bit of that because we have got good players, we've got players to, that can hurt teams because we've done it this season, but not on a consistent basis. But can can you can you go and get a manager? I mean, I, I mentioned it before, Brendan Rodgers. I've always thought his teams play good football. Would he look at our team and go, do you know what the 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 chairman, the owners back the team? Look at look at who they've got. I mean, you you can compare. Yeah, Madison's way more experienced and potentially at the moment a better player than Gibbs White, but they're quite similar in in aspects yeah. of what what uh, influence they have on their teams. He could go, well, I can work with him, and I can work with Johnson. Do you know what I mean? And then you're almost looking at he might give you a different positive spin on on things and and go for it in these last seven games. But I still don't. I still don't see the point in sacking him. It still seems stupid, if you know if you know I what think, I mean. But yeah, but also, no, but also, yeah. he needs to stop. He needs to help himself. Steve Cooper does because it's getting to the point of doing this, like like we've already mentioned before, doing the same thing is insanity. You know, when yeah. you're expecting the same a different result, do you know what I mean? So it's it's really tough. And I mean, next week is is no 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 different, is it really? But. Yeah, I mean, it, it brings up something I saw in the um. Saw in the, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, when it comes to new, different managers out there, I think my personal belief is I wouldn't sack Cooper unless we can guarantee we hire we can get someone that's maybe better. Or and at the minute, or as good as or not better. Then the only names I see at the minute, like you know, you look at Graham Potter and Brendan Rodgers. I don't think any of those would go near for us at the minute because they're not. Mm. There's no guarantee. Yeah, so I'm like, well, but, why would I take the risk? Plus. So, plus. Plus, if you're going to bring in a new manager, you want to bring one that that you say to, well, if we go down, you're going to have to be here next season. And I don't know if someone's willing to do That's that it. job. They wouldn't take it. They wouldn't take it a year out. Whereas, like, so that then that puts in the next pool when you get people like Stephen Gerrard. It's just like, oh, but, I mean, someone said um, there was a comment on the uh, on the art in the Athletic, and there's a and um, you know, talking about the game and how Cooper's know his best team, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's a guy called uh, Timothy B with the top comment. I read it out because it was, I thought it was very interesting. So, yes, United recruited well, but they are also very well coached under Ten Hag. That was a the difference. Their midfield was a purring Rolls Royce of an engine, all short passing and retaining possession. Ours was a messy jumble of random parts with no coherence whatsoever, missing a crankshaft and pistons. Let's be honest, Forest fans, we've made a hash of this season. I hope this is what happens. We stick with Cooper, give him a decent recruitment round, e.g. offloading the players that obviously don't want to be there and strengthening areas where necessary. If he takes us back up and we look to be falling short again, then it's time to show him the door marked exit. If the Greeks take a back seat during this process, that would be perfect. 
The problem Cooper will have if we go down is the mood will be purely negative. When he arrived, he was a solution to that negativity. Now he's partially the cause of it. However, I would back him to your team in championship. On the flip side, what do I think will happen, because ultimately that's the hope that kills you, is that we get mauled on Saturday against Liverpool and the Greeks pull the trigger. We'll then struggle to get anyone in for the range of the season and get relegated without showing much fight. Then we're back to where we were before Cooper, a messy squad with no long-term vision and scraping the barrel for a decent coach because no one worth their salt will touch us with proverbial bice pole. We are a basket case. We just had a lucky season with Cooper and we've now exposed how much of a basket case we are on a much bigger stage. <laughs> Very difficult yeah. to disagree with any of that. No, not really. Like, I mean, I've seen some people like put some teams out for next season if we're in the championship. Oh, yeah, this will oh, cook. And then like, so I'm awful. thinking, well, Horvath is out of contract. And plus, I, I don't think he's he's that great. Luke, like, the league is shit in, in the championship mm. this season, which is... Poor league, yeah. Is, is this season. Last season, it was it was crazy. But that's because we were like, right in the thick of it, I guess. So you kind of... Mm. You, you, you've got your tinted rose-tinted glasses on, don't you? You go, oh, the Premier League is shit. But it's not, <laughs> it really isn't. Um, and then, like... People saying like, oh yeah, we've got Bowler, who I do think is a good player, but he's at he's at Blackpool, who are on the verge of relegation, and um, I mean O'Brien got got weirdly chucked away this season. Omar Richards hasn't been seen. Panzo is at the moment not getting Coventry side, but that's just because he's come back. Panzo's injured, yeah, he's been injured, but he's he's been he's a brilliant player, mate. I think he'll be he'll be class, obviously. Then people like including Dale Taylor, who's just gone out in his like first spell out and loading in, in men's football, thinking, yeah, yeah, he will play for us next season regular and like just just shit like that. And I'm thinking, what what are you talking about? Like we, I I do think we'll retain a good number of players from this squad, and to be fair. They kind of owe us a bit, I think. They owe us that bit of loyalty of, like, we, we've brought you players into the Premier League to try and come and prove yourselves and kind of mm. realise your dreams. And you've completely fluffed your lines. So, come and prove us wrong. I do think that, I mean, there is an element of truth in that because like, this is why I think that we might keep some surprise names as well. Like, I'm more thinking a 1E, near Carte, possibly Gibbs-White, we'll see. Because like, on top of having one parachute payment, sort of, let's keep that anyway... Like, yes, remember Fulham kept hold of Mitrovic when they went down. Like, oh, yeah. and twice they kept hold of Mitrovic when they got relegated. Yeah. So, you know, and you know, this is someone that is, you know, full well how good he is. It was like 50k above. a week so, in the championship, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, <laughs> it, it is possible that uh, even, even like at uh, Watford, they've kept as many as Sarf twice, Jao Pedro twice, despite mm. going down. I know they sold Dennis this season, but like, I mean, it is possible. Sheffield United have still kept hold of Sander Berg. Yeah. So, you know, it is possible that you can keep your better players from your Premier League days. It's just, yeah, but we'll see. Anyway, going back to um, very quickly, I mean, towards the end, again, we rolled the dice a bit. Um, Dennis came on, Surridge came on. But, I mean, apart from a slide tackle, Surridge did, and one semi-half dribble from Dennis, which he got clattered by Wamasaka afterwards. Neither really off the lot. I mean... Again, it's a, it's, a, it's a supply issue. I mean, Lingard came on as well. You can throw all these attacking players on the pitch, but ultimately, if they're not getting the ball, they won't do anything. Uh, no. What did you think of it? Pointless. It was mm. it was just to throw men on just for the sake of it, weren't it? Like, I, just, I, just, I weren't bothered by that point, Christian. Me, I, I was. I was. To be fair, I, I was. I was quite shocked. I didn't walk out of the ground, but yeah, it was just it was just rubbish. It, again, becoming an exhibition game. For Man United, they just did whatever they wanted. Their fans had a good day out. Obviously, they're they're, they're well followed side away from home. They're, they're 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 hardcore supporters, and yeah, I mean, 
we we looked at that resort against Sevilla where they had players that come off the pitch injured like Varane and Martinez and Rashford weren't playing. <laughs> they still it was a doddle for them. Like we were we were, we, we clinged on for this like little glimmer of hope of oh yeah they've got like so many quite a few first teamers out we'll we'll really like get into them. Nah. Not not a hope I in think, chance. I, think and like, I mean the stand yeah. the stand the standard of of uh, getting an applause now at Forest is like putting the ball about ten feet wide or like almost getting a throw in or a corner. Like that is I'm the standard this season. That, that is yeah. shocking. That is poor. Mm. And I think like people who like really get down on on supporters who are going who want better from from not only Cooper and the players. Like I think that's wrong because why should you not want to be ambitious because you're a supporter and just because we've not been in the league for 23 years? I think that's totally like a bad attitude, really. You should always want to do better in every walk of life. I don't see why that's so wrong. No, I mean, one thing, it did please me a bit, actually, at full time. No one around me clapped. Like, it was, you heard the United fans cheer, but there was very little sort of like, that was good, which is, which is good because it wasn't good. And it shouldn't, it shit like that shouldn't be clapped. In fact, it's like, I don't know where you're sat, Upper Bridgeford's or where I was in Trent End, like, Trent End this week. Trent End, yeah, yeah. Oh, Upper Bridgeford in like you won. There were some booze at full time. Mm. Like, it's, and, and I'm like, I, I couldn't fault it. I can't fault it because it was crap. What we got was shit. Like, they said, we've waited 23 years for this and just, just roll over. Like, yeah. it's just like, you know, it's it's just despair at the minute, isn't it? Really, you just want like, just some fucking, like, it's like, like Lisa did a week. You know, we, I don't expect Man United at home. Realistically, nine times out of ten, they're going to win. Yeah, you're going to do a lot of luck, a lot of things to fall into place for that one out of ten chance to happen, which we accept. That's fine. At least fucking try. Like, you know, it's like Lisa the other week. Like, you know, when the Newcastle fans were like moaning under Bruce, like we don't expect a team that wins every week. We just want a team that tries to win. Mm. Like, if you if you try and win and don't win, then you know you can look at what's going wrong and fix it. If you don't try at all, I just oh, it's like yeah. what you said against Spurs, like. Why did we go completely against that, against everyone else? We should have been playing that way every single week and then just tweaked yeah. it here and there. And we would have probably got way more results than we have done. I mean, you look at teams that have come up in the last few years. You look at Brentford. Now, they, they've been playing that style since League One. And that yeah. is like the grand like problem at Forest is we've never had a philosophy like that from that goes from the first team out right down to the age groups of the, of the first age groups that might play 11 aside. We're just so, it's just so badly ran and, and poorly planned. Like I've never heard Maranakis come out and say, this is how I would like the team to play in our philosophy of football. And like our mantra of like, right, we want to put, bring in young players to the club and, and then and progress them. And then if we have to look to sell them on for a profit and, and, and kind of rinse and repeat that, that process. And then, and also look to bring in players from the academy. I've never heard that. And I feel like, like like you've said and and that comment said we are a basket case we're a huge huge mess we just we maybe we did get very we just got very lucky oh, painful times hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I think um, there is... One more thing that uh, I forgot about before we move on to set bonnet thoughts, which uh, sums up the pathetic nature of what we just discussed about. Um, when Mangala came on, obviously he came on for Freuler, wasn't it? So Freuler mm. was captain of the day. And again, this 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 is us come back on Cooper for me because this um, this was really bad. Actually, it was just embarrassingly bad. Um, so Mangala's got the armbands and he's sort of pointing it towards a number of defenders and a few other midfielders around the pitch and no one's taking it no one wants to take it so Mangala eventually after like trying for about 20 seconds just goes fuck it I'll do it then just puts the armband on it's like that just sums up the mess doesn't it it sums up the problem like no one wants to you know step forward and try and solve this they're just yeah. happy to just recoil and die together like do, do you was making like uh weekly transfer or daily transfers at one point obviously the the, the run in the mill of the joke this season i mean you bought in oreos captain of ivory coast you uh near cat has been captain of uh mines yeah. last season obviously Froiler. um yates is vice warrell's warrell's the club captain but like yeah like you say no why is no one wanting to take responsibility? I thought that, is... that was really poor. That was really, really poor. Like I just thought. I mean, that, it know... should automatically just go to Felipe anyway. He's the only one that's <laughs> actually showing any guile this season, really. In the last, like, it's just, it's, a, it's criminal. He might finish this season without winning a game, and that it's, is criminal it? because yeah. he is so good. Like honestly, he gets into a top. At least a top eight team, and he's thirty three, and people go, "Oh, he's finished." He really isn't. He's so good. He's the hope for me is that ridiculous. Yeah. The hope, the hope for, for me is that other teams think that as well. Think, oh, he's, he's too old for us to have. There's no point giving someone on the backup that's that old. And we think, oh, stay with us. That's fine. We'll, well, we'll imagine, imagine him we in the championship. Goal. <laughs> we literally <laughs> won't concede a goal. Literally, <laughs> you can imagine, like. I don't know, Pl- Plymouth who have just come up from the league, they come out for their day out in Nottingham and their striker just, he, he just see, looks at Felipe and just shits himself. I mean, that's, that would be the dream, but... It'd be like having a cheat code, wouldn't it? Like, it would be having a cheat code. It'd be having Mitrovic of defenders, isn't it? At the other ends, yeah. Before we go steps on it as well, I'll give you a few player performances. Oh, well, God. Just only, only a couple. Nothing like, yeah, hopefully <laughs> Scott McKenna was the first one. I thought that it was very telling that McKenna came straight back into the Worrell. I know everyone said, oh, Cooper said that Worrell was ill. I don't buy that for a fucking second. No, I don't. Worrell was more than, Worrell was more than fine. They wouldn't be in a week, up, even on the day, even day before the game. But for some reason was ill. Nah, don't buy it. I, I and, don't. Um, I'm, I'm in agreement with you there, mate, and all. And I think that um, McKenna showed, he showed his pretty, he was very good. I think uh, he won all of his aerial duels, five out of five. Uh, obviously, very unlucky to score, and I just thought that you know he he looked like the Scott McKenna, the player of the year, Scott McKenna from last season. That was his first came back. His first came back from injury. He just looked like you know uh, like he'd never been away. He, like, he was he, think... he was doing that before his injury though, wasn't he, Christian? Yeah, like, he looked he looked really he looked really good again. Like he like kind refreshed. of refreshed. Yeah, yeah, he'd got he'd got that mistake out of him from Bournemouth, and he just kind of mm. continued. He just continued the the Scott McKenna train from from last season, really. And I mean. This is probably a little bit 
exaggerated, but Joe Worrell doesn't is not here for me next season, regardless of league. No, I just think I just I just not sure if he's cut out for it. I think maybe he needs a fresh challenge away from from Forest. You give Ryan Yates the club captaincy, unless obviously his problem is worse than 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 first feared. And then Scott McKenna's captain for me. I just think he leads by example. He's not maybe the most shoutiest person, but you look at someone like Chris Cowan, who led just by by how he played. By being good. Yeah. Scott Scott McKenna falls quite nicely into that category for me. Yeah, I thought I thought he looked all right. He he didn't really put a foot wrong. He he couldn't do anything about the goals that none of them were from his side. So he he didn't really put did do too much wrong. I thought he covered Lodi pretty well against Anthony, did did what he could. No, I mean I think um Going back to the royal thing, I, I spoke about this with Lee, didn't I? I think I put it in the group chat. Like, if you could look at our centre backs, so obviously we signed a lot because we're thinking we're going to play three at the back for the rest of the season and didn't. But say, say we stick with a four to try and maximise Gibbs White. So you say, I say, Felipe, your best centre back. Then you probably say Nia Carte, Ben McKenna, then Bolly. Ben Bolly. Yeah. And then, then you say Worrell fifth. No, Panzo. But like, even then, you're still saying Worrell's fifth choice really and then yeah. obviously Cook's out the team yeah. and you've got Mbe So and Panzo still has eight centre-backs you're saying and, World's fifth best and, and, and Biancone <laughs> yeah Biancone as well I mean yeah okay so that's nine but I mean so um, but realistically you're still saying this is your fifth best centre-back and really and like, is that what you know I mean I don't I agree with you I think regardless of what league you're in bear in mind there is a good possibility that we keep those top four centre-backs near Carse Felipe um McKenna and Bolly, they yeah. they probably will also be with us next year, regardless of what league we're in. So does Warrell still get a kick then? Well, I mean, there's probably a conversation to have at the end of the season, but I, I am actually agreeing with you. From what I've seen this season, like he clearly isn't good enough for Premier League. He earns he earned the right to get a chance. He earned yeah. the right to have a go. Um, but he's you know I think yesterday was very telling. McKenna came straight back in, yeah. and um, you know, but and it, yeah, it's he, a, it's a sad thing to talk about because. He's he's someone that's committed to the club from a youngish age, like 12, 13, 14, I think it is. He 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 arrived at Forest. And obviously it's such a big commitment to then obviously stay for so long and then end up captaining your side in the Premier League as as you were. I don't obviously there's obviously these rumours that he actually isn't a Forest fan, but I I, I don't care about that to be honest. Mm. It's still such a big thing that you've been around the club for 10, 11 years, and we're talking about him probably having to leave. It is sad, but at mm. the same time, I'm a Forest fan. I'm not a Joe Worrell fan. I just, I would like him to do well. And there's been occasions where he's looked really good and, and looked like he belongs. And then, but that happens one game in 10 or something. It's a consistency for me. Like, Absolutely. Again, like... And that's, I think that's what, I think Roy Keane said that quite clearly he says everyone's got a Premier League performance in within them, but yeah. on a consist- it's what, what, it's the consistency that separates you. No, it's right. I'm um, speaking of Keen actually. I remember reading this book once that he used to hate playing non league teams in friendlies uh, because they would, it would be their cup final and they were flying for challenges. And it's be, these would be full of players that have been like, you know, let go by professional clubs mm. and they think it's their sort of like shot at glory. And Keen just said, well, if you had that mentality for every single day, day in, day out, you wouldn't be playing for a fucking non league side. <laughs> and I can very true. It's yeah. point. Like, it's very true. Yeah. But um, anyway, that's a, a mini digression for you all. But um, so, next player for you, I think we've obviously sort of touched on it briefly, but Kaylor Navas, I thought that we saw 
a world-class display in goal from Kayla Navas yesterday. It very easily could have been embarrassing for Forrest, but for his gloves, what did you think? I don't, I don't think I can really add anything more than what you've just said, mate. He pulled off some fantastic saves. The first one in the first half, I was literally like almost in line with the corner and Fernandez is put one in the top corner and he's he's got a hand to it. I mean, there was one in the second half where he gets a hand to and clips onto the bar from Fernandez where Man United had about four short corners in a row and we didn't want to mark it. I mean, yeah, he, he kept the scoreline um, less embarrassing. I still think 2-0 was embarrassing really because of how we played, but he kept the scoreline respectable for sure. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think that's the, that's the key word, respect. But I think it's one of those that if you look at from the outset and think, oh, Forest have lost 2-0 to United, it's not that bad. It like, could have I mean, been a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. like, I had like a dozen disappointment today and I said, they were like, oh, you're in nothing worse today. Would you say, oh, I was, I was, oh it's only 2-0. That's not too bad. I was like, yeah, did you watch us play? <laughs> like, uh, but um, yeah, I mean, that is, that is purely down to Navas. I mean, I know a lot of people have been on his back since the Leeds game, which I thought was very unfair. Mm. Like, you know, it's sort of it's, that's the thing with keep though, isn't it? You make one mistake and everyone jumps on your throat. But like yesterday was out of his world. That was that was you know that's what you get. That's that is a player with the pedigree that he has, and that's the performance that matched it. Mm. I was I was blown away by how good Navas was yesterday. It, um, and it's just a, it's a shame that he was let down by a defense that had no protection from its midfield. Definitely, yeah. Um, and the last player I will give you, I'm going to go for. Or- or Mangala, because I'm not really sure what he does at times. I know you said this as well, but like he came on yesterday and he didn't. He got booked, I know that for like clipping Anthony, but he didn't really offer anything. Like it was just like I, I, again, probably because of the formation rather than him. But it just seemed like a waste of a sub, really. What did you think? Oh, was, there was there was a lot of wasting of everything, Christian. To be honest, mate. But no, yeah, like. Mangala against Wolves, brilliant. Then goes to Leeds, scores, but then gets dragged because we was always abysmal. Villa, did he start against Villa? I don't think he did. I think he came on. I can't remember now. You know, like it all moulds into one when you keep losing. But yeah, like I, I completely understand where you're coming from because I say this every other week. I, I still don't know where what kind of midfielder he is. But then there'll, there'll be. There's the glimpses. Do you know, like at the very start of the season when we played West Ham? I thought this guy's absolutely unbelievable. Him and absolutely. O'Brien that day was like, ran the show. Yeah, like Mangala was like bodying Declan Rice and giving him absolutely no chance. He was spraying passes, and you're going, "Wow, what, what a player we've got from the Bundesliga!" And then I've seen that maybe once or twice since, and then it's just kind of been like splits and splurts, but nothing like too too mental, like. He's clearly got something about him. I just think yeah, it's clearly I think, talent there. Yeah. I think it's I think you've hit the nail on the head already. It's it's probably formation, maybe players around him, maybe a manager that needs him to do something a bit different. But yeah, I, I, I yeah, like we say, clearly a player there, but just not sure. I think he just needs to be told better instructions. I guess I, I don't know. But yeah, it was all pointless. It was shit, mate. I couldn't care less after they scored the second. <laughs> I, I lost, I lost interest in our team because they didn't show us anything. And why? Why should I yeah. be? Why should I be positive about people just picking up a paycheck for the day, other than Felipe and, and Navas and maybe near and, and and Scott McKenna at the end of the day? 
Why, no, why should I, why should I be point, so bothered? No. Why should I clap anyone? Why should I give anyone praise? Because it was we lost at the end of the day. We didn't. There was nothing to praise the team about. It's why, like, I mean, it's out of all the stuff that's come out. I'm just like, I'm just, I mean, the exception of Gibbs White. Gibbs White put on his Instagram earlier. I don't know if you've seen it. It was like time to look in the mirror and roll our sleeves up. Mm. And he's like, yeah, you're right. You're bang on, Morgan. This is that. This is now the time to do that because I'm. Fucking sick of seeing after every single game now. Like, it was near Carte this week. Yeah, like, I've seen it. Someone, it was never like someone coming out and saying that. Oh, you know, seven cup finals left. We're still fighting. We're giving everything. Fucking save your talking. I don't want to hear it. Just, just show me on the pitch. Yeah, like show me the pitch because there's nothing. You know, at this point, like, talk is very cheap. We need to see action now, and we're not getting it. Like it's one win in obviously no win in ten games now. Yeah, I like mean, it's... I mean, um, I, I think, uh, well, I'm sure this person might be listening because he, he DM'd me and says, um, I hope you'll be able to keep a calm and cool head this week because I don't think I would be able to if I was in your situation. And um, he we, we did a space on Saturday evening just chatting shit, basically. And he said, we're on the longest winless run home and away at the moment in the league. I mean, that is alarming. And we were banking on our home form this season. We've got three games left yeah. at home against Brighton, who are going to absolutely school us. I'm not going to lie. I think they'll beat us three or four nil. Uh, yeah. And then, and then obviously, and then uh, oh, Southampton before yeah. Arsenal. When you were looking at the Southampton game, we've we've have to win to even stand a chance. I mean, at this point, we're we're really hoping on Everton's points deduction. And and Leicester yes. and Southampton continuing to lose. That's what we're that's what we're banking it'd on be, now. It would be the most forest thing in the world for Everton to get like a seven point deduction, and Leicester still leapfrog us to the final. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I could absolutely see that happening. It'd be Forest Everton to go down. Banter. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, quite literally. Anyway, um, I believe you have some sectonic thoughts for us. Yeah, I mean, the, the, loads, loads of people got got involved with this, and I, I probably won't be able to read them all out. So I do apologise if you do get missed out. There, there, there was we always get plenty when we lose, and I, I mean, it was sound like Arsenal fan TV at this at this point. But um, so um, Lee Chilvers played at played uh, a five at the back. That was. Uh, no wider than the 18 yard box fullbacks not allowed to attack or press and their fullbacks joining every attack in the midfield outnumbered and unable to pick runs up United's pass and move was admir- admirable but simply outclassed Navas and Felipe man of the matches um, Gareth Chapman who obviously did the preview of us uh, seems my prediction was correct with a little face with a little uh, sweat drop in, uh, Johnny Ancliffe patience running very thin now, 10 games with the same way of playing and the same results that's what they call insanity Back to the pit of misery, I'm afraid. Uh, Dan Armstrong, although our formation didn't stop them playing, seemed to free us up a bit too. I'm not sure about that. I'd go back to the 4-3-3, but on this occasion, cannot argue that we created two excellent chances and at least two good penalty shouts. Made sense to try. They beat us three times playing 4-3-3. Carl Booth, need to stop shooting ourselves in the foot and handing teams the goals on a plate. And on doing all the good work we do, Felipe Navas, brilliant, difficult for Gibbs White or Johnson to affect the game, getting desperate. Now we need three wins from somewhere. Uh, Sam praying we somehow managed to clone Felipe and play him in all positions. Yep. I mean, there is a song about Ryan Yates uh, doing similar things, obviously. 
Matt Muniz was starting to look a bit desperate and short of ideas. Our play is one-dimensional, but it only takes one good result to set things back on track sometimes. I'll back them to the end. And I, we all, I think we're all backing them to the end. I think we're just very realistic at the same time. Um, Osh Jones, same old, same old. I know we didn't expect to win versus United today, but we won't be expected to beat Liverpool at Brighton and inform Brighton. Any away game, come to think of it. And then we have only have Southampton Arsenal at home. We need to pick up some expected points like others are. Um, Jerry Pritchard simply outclassed Felipe's levels above anyone else in the team. Pleasure to have him as long as we do. Uh, we have no pattern of play. We can't pass in that and accurately. So it begs the question, what do they do on training? Some of the corners were better. Yay. Um, I mean, I think we've we've mentioned a few of those things, haven't we, Christian? I mean... Um... The corners were good, to be fair. Apart from one that gives White straight out of play. Yeah. But the um the other ones we did were they're, they're blinded. Like the one that Lonnie got the handball claim from, the one that Gibbs White got the one that McKenna hit the bar from. You know, that, that looked a lot better. So, to be fair, that was yeah. that was that was a small positive. And then uh, <laughs> a, a last slept on it thoughts from Dan Peacock, who inboxed us. Uh, United had an iron grip on that midfield before a ball was kicked and didn't need to get out of second gear. Let's not sugarcoat it. We were never really in the game. Was hoping for a performance akin to Liverpool at home, but Felipe side we looked devoid of identity, structure, and aggression. The latter especially seven games to find some, but. Just don't think we will gut-wrenching to see. Um, so thank you very much for all your slept-on-it thoughts. Really sorry if I haven't read any ones out. It's just we're on a bit of a tight schedule now We've because we've talked so much crap. Um, so, yeah, but people make an interesting point, uh, valid, very, very valid points, as, as, as I'm sure hopefully people will agree with some of the stuff we've said as well, Christian. But I have. I'm I'm well in the, the league camp. Lee Camp, <laughs> Lee Clark Camp, of uh, is what I meant basically. Not Lee Camp as in the footballer. Uh, in in Lee's camp of devoid of any any hope. I've I purely think we'll be looking at fixtures of of Plymouth next season and um potentially Sheffield Wednesday, obviously Preston as they're 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 they're, they're the ones that reoccur on our <laughs> fixtures we might have in the Championship and. Stoke, don't forget Stoke. Stoke, Sunderland. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like in, in, in the thoughts of that they're the sort of fixtures we'll be looking out for next season. Unfortunately, and I, I, I hate to say that because I'm someone that has a lot of optimism normally, but I'm not seeing it. I, no, just, we're it's, done. We're it's done. it's no, really yeah. sad, and I, I don't think... I don't like doing it because people are going to think, oh, it's such a negative podcast. <laughs> what what is there to be positive about? I, I would really like, love to know. I think I think Osh like got said it right. Like their teams around us are getting points that are expected. Like West Ham getting a point against Arsenal yesterday. Former Spurs, former Spurs. Spurs. Like um, even like at the start of Dyches reign, Everton beating Arsenal. Like you know, Le- it's, it's Le- like... Leeds will beat Liverpool tonight. I mean, we're recording this on a Monday. Or at least yeah. give them a game. At least give them yeah, a game. That's it. They'll give them a game. Even even Leicester, like, you know, okay, fair enough, City got the job done within the first 20 minutes or so. But when Leicester came to life in the last 20, they could have got a free all draw. Yeah. Like, fair enough, they didn't. And obviously, that's, no, you don't get any points for nearly, like, levelling a game. But uh, they're at least showing the fight. And they're, they're, oh, it's just, no, Southampton getting a, getting a win at Chelsea. Like, where do you see against, Forrest? And a, point, and a point against Spurs when there was yeah, and out and out. And where do, yeah, where do you see Forrest doing that at the minute? You just, you just can't. I mean, we just like, oh. but anyway, like, we'll move on to predictions because my head's getting <laughs> hot about Forrest being so shit. 
Right. And um, obviously we've got, you know, we're going back up to Liverpool for the second time this season to play the team of the city's name. Um, trip at Am- First trip at Anfield since 1999. How do you see it going, Adam? I would love to be optimistic and say we're going to like target Trent Alexander-Arnold being out of position, but we we won't because we've not done that this season where we've targeted a weakness in any one side. It's really unfavorable. I can't even speak. <laughs> I can't say any words, but uh, we're going to lose, mate. It's going to be like probably 4-0. I'd, I've probably been yeah. kind, but Mo Salah's going to be on... He's going to be on fire, I think. I just... I, I can't see where we're going to get anything from this. We have to go through in midfield if we are, if we are going to get anything and, and be compact and be difficult to beat, similar to how we were to to the Villa game. But I just don't see it. Yeah, four four in a Liverpool. That's probably being kind, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I mean, I uh, oh, I can't disagree. Uh, Are I'm, you going? By the worry the way. for me. No, the worry for me at the back of my head is that. Um, you know, I went Liverpool put nine past Bournemouth at the start oh, of the yeah. season. Yeah. And I just think that oh, I, I Do you know what's I'm bad, not... right? Bournemouth have got a better goal difference and they lost nine nil this season in a game. I know. I mean I know we Thanks lost six enough. and five and four, but that's still bad. And we've still got a worse goal difference. That's because yeah, they attack it's... teams and score goals. So Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. I mean I I feel inclined to agree with you. I think it'd be four nil minimum, Liverpool. I, oh. I minimum. I I mean they thought what you're saying is right. I mean they they're, they're being experimental, but I just think that you know if you've got Forest scared to play, you know teams uh, in the top six like United at home, for example, what's it gonna be like at fucking Anfield? Mm. I mean I I I don't I never have bought into this like belief that Anfield is this particularly difficult place like obviously Liverpool are a good side. They've always have been have had a good side. So obviously you know teams. Denry don't win there because Liverpool are good. That goes hand in hand there anywhere. But in terms of like, everyone goes, oh, the atmosphere. It's a fucking it's the biggest, because biggest myth in football is that <laughs> the, Anf- the Anfield atmosphere is something to be scared of. I promise you now, like, you know, obviously I've never been there, like, so I can't say firsthand, but I've got mates that have been like Chelsea fans, Chelsea and Arsenal fans. They've been to Liverpool, like, for big, big games, semi finals, you know, like, uh, games that can side top four, games that can side like title races. It's a massive rendition. You'll never walk alone to start. And then it's fucking silence for the rest of the game apart from when Liverpool score. And it'll be exactly the same on Saturday. There is nothing to fear from their crowd at all. And everyone made this big song and dance about, you know, how um, in the Arsenal game, when Xhaka and... Uh, who was it? It was... Um, I can't remember the Liverpool player it was now. When they had that... They spiked and had that little, like, confrontation. And then the Liverpool fans started, like, getting up in arms about it, basically. Mm. And, and Jamie Carragher said, oh, you know, this is why they got back in the game. Don't make the Liverpool crowd mad. Blah, 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 bollocks. That happened because Arsenal have got a backbone at the minute. And it's, they showed that again <laughs> as well. Like, we, we know that... You know, I was has done it before where Arsenal have get three game spells in a row where they, they drop points. It happened last season when they were top four on the line. It's already happened this season. It looks like it's happening again. I mean, the next the next game. Hopefully, away, so be... hopefully the bottle against us when they come to the city ground. That'd but be nice. Yeah. Do you know my one piece of advice is? Um, I think we should follow what Arteta did on the the documentary, and we'll we'll get some speakers out and play 
play you'll never walk alone around uh, Wilford Lane. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. But my point is I don't there's nothing to be scared of apart from oh, we we should be relishing the occasion, not going there thinking fucking hell. But I know that's what that's what we'll do. We'll go there we'll try and camp and try and contain. It'll probably be the same game plan as a home game, which admittedly works and it works in the cup as well. But will it work at Anfield? Will it work with Forest? I mean, again, it would be the most forest thing in the world, wouldn't it, to end their abysmal away records at Anfield? But I don't <laughs> yeah, see it would, it. it would, it would, but it's not going. I don't happen. see it. Yeah, it'll no be four hundred and four. I, um, I hope we're eating hours next week. Yeah, go and captain uh, Mohamed Salah in your fantasy football team. Yeah. But um, anyway, that's all we've got for now. Obviously, we'd like to say it'd be more happy and positive. Um, we'll try and get more of us for the next time. But um. Yes, thank you for listening as always. And as difficult as it is, we are still technically in with the fight. So keep the faith and come on, you Reds. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.